Thank you, Twiggy. Thank you, band, as well. Thank you for leading us in worship. We appreciate that. Um, it is great to have you at church tonight, and I want to say, um, if you haven't been here many times before, or if you have, it is really great to have you here. Um, and we're going to be looking at the Word of God tonight, and I'm really excited for that. As I was preparing the message this week, um, I was thinking about the fact that we could all relate to this, that we've all lived under the authority of someone or something in our life. Uh, we've lived under um, the guidance or the influence um, maybe of a group of people or someone. You might relate to this of being a child, living in your family, um, living under the authority of your parents, maybe at the moment um, living under or working under the authority of your boss or other colleagues, maybe in a sporting team, maybe at school. Um, and as I think about it, um, there have been many times in my life and still currently where I am living under this authority and the influence and I um, reflected on um, earlier years when I was living under the authority of my mother and my father living in our family home. And when you're under that authority, there's naturally just some sometimes unspoken rules or things that sort of happen um, just being part of that and you kind of just got to go along with it. And as I reflected, there were some things that at the time I did not agree with, but I had to do it because it was the authority of my parents and I was living under their roof. One of them was, and you might be able to relate to this, one of them was when I would go to get a drink of water, I would have to offer every single man, person, dog, anyone in the house, I would have to offer if they would also like a drink of water. So it'd be that moment where I'd go to get a drink and then I'd think, oh, I've got I to ask everyone. It'd be that classic thing of, oh, does anyone else want to drink a water? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be great, you know. And it's that moment of, oh, going back to the cupboard. You know, you grab all those extra cups out, you pour in the water out, and there's no more cold water left. And, you know, all of that. And I remember there would be times that we would have tradies or different people in the backyard doing things. And I would think to myself, oh, I'm going to have to go outside, introduce myself, ask if they want a drink of water just so I can have a drink of water. Like, this is ridiculous. So there I would be in the bath drinking the bath water because I thought, surely, surely I'm not going to have to offer the bath water to the tradie in the backyard. But mum would probably find a way that I'd have to offer that anyway. The other one, and, and I'm sure you could relate to this, is the um, the ice tray in the freezer. Now, I've never had one of those um, fridges or freezers that you walk up and you push and the ice comes out. If you do have that, come talk to me about it afterwards. I don't want one, but I'd just love to hear about it. It'd be amazing. I'm actually staying at my aunties and uncles at the moment and they have one of them and I have never drunk so much water and ice in my life. It is incredible. But that's not the point. The point is, when, when I'm at home, when I don't have that um, capability, um, it, it was this thing that I would go in, I would I'd turn the ice trays, ice would come out, I'd put it in my cup, and I would have my glass of cold water or whatever it was, and, 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 and the thing would be, you've got to fill up the ice tray. And I would think, why? Why do I need to fill up the ice tray? I've got all the ice that I need. And mum would say, no, no, but you fill it up, but, but, but mum, I'm all good. I don't need any more ice. And if I did want any more, it wouldn't be ice yet anyway. But apparently it was for others, if they came to have some ice, that you'd fill it up. But they were some things that I sort of lived under of the authority of my parents. And, and to be honest, I, I agree with both of them now that I look and, you know, I'm more mature now. I agree with those things. But I think we all know that there's, it, 
the authority that we're living under, that dictates our life. It, it, it directs the way that we live. So what I want you to do now, this is a, this is a bit different. This is, um, you're, you're probably not used to this, but I can get away with this because I'm the kids pastor and these are things that we do in the kids ministry. What I want you to do when I say go is I want you to turn to the people beside you. You might get to introduce yourself. That's great. Meet a new friend. And I want you to tell them something that you've potentially had to do in, in your family or your childhood life because of the authority of your parents or family or something like that, something that you thought was a bit strange, like just like I did. So I want you to have an opportunity now. And online, you can do this as well. You can comment um, on, on, the, on the video and that as well. So share with one another. So go, share with one another. Make sure you give the other person a go. Okay, your time is up. Great job. Make sure you continue to share with people afterwards about the different things that maybe uh, you had to do or the unspoken rules because of the authority, uh, the influence that you were living under. And what I want to ask you tonight, right at the start of the message, is are you living under the authority and the influence of this world or are you living under the kingdom of God and living under the influence of our beautiful King Jesus? I want to ask you that. And tonight, our response at the end of this sermon, is to surrender to King Jesus and live under his beautiful reign. That's going to be the response tonight. But before we do that, I want us to look at the kingdom of God. And I want us to compare that to the kingdom of this world, what this world has to offer. But what I really want us to know tonight by the end of this message, and we get this from Revelation 17, 14, that Jesus is the greatest Lord. He is the King of all kings and He is the greatest influence. I want us to realize that the kingdom that we are involved in, it will direct our life. It really will. But I want us tonight to see the beauty of the kingdom of God. If I'm being completely honest with you, um, just last Saturday I was driving um, to play a game of soccer uh, to fill in for my friend's team. And on the way, um, Shah, my amazing fiance, randomly just said to me, Tyrone, how would you describe the kingdom of God? Can't say I was thinking about that on the time, on the way to my game. Uh, but then I did. I started thinking about it. And I thought, oh, well, um, and, and she kind of stumped me for a bit. And as I went to give an explanation, I was kind of, um, trying to think about it, and I thought, well, I know Jesus, I know who Jesus is. Um, so I was describing Jesus, and I said, but if I was to describe the kingdom of God, and, and I was a little bit, I was a little bit perplexed in that moment, and and I, I just wanted to share that because tonight, as we look at the kingdom of God, I want us to look out at our King Jesus. That's who I want to point us to tonight, our King Jesus, because He 
He describes the kingdom of God to us. But as I was doing a bit of research um, about the kingdom of God and, and, and kingdoms, um, this, is, this is what research um, shared with me. To understand the kingdom of God, we need a basic understanding of an earthly kingdom and how it operates. An earthly kingdom is a territory or domain governed by a king or queen. He or she has absolute authority and influence over a people and has a responsibility to his subjects for their well-being. His domain and authority are absolute. As we see in there of this kingdom about the authority, we realize that in the kingdom of God, Jesus Christ has all authority. So if we're going to be talking about the kingdom of God, I think it's very important to see what is in opposition to the kingdom of God. And that's what I want us to start off looking at tonight. And the opposite of the kingdom of God is the kingdom of this world, or, or we could also say the kingdom of evil, or we could also say the kingdom of Satan. That is in the opposition to the kingdom of God. And, and we actually realize that this is a truth. And we get this from the Word of God in Ephesians 6 verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So there is a battle. We are either living in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of evil. Tim Keller describes as he's talking about the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of evil, he says that really, for someone that is in the kingdom of this world, the, the things that he sort of categorizes it into four things, the thing that is probably the focus, what, what someone is trying to gain when they're living in this way is they're looking to gain power, comfort, success, and recognition. And I want to say that Galatians 5 19 to 21 actually describes what is the result when we are living in the kingdom of this world, when we are being influenced by the kingdom of this world. The acts of flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. That is how the kingdom of this world is described. That is the result of living under the kingdom of this world. And I want to say, as we hear that, I don't think anyone could say that that is good or that is the way our life is supposed to be. But that is the result of living in the kingdom of this world. But if I'm going to be completely honest with you, how often do I, in my week-to-week in my day-to-day, get mad, frustrated, sad because I am looking to gain power, comfort, success, or recognition for myself. As I really reflected on this and asked God to speak to me, I think I could honestly give an example for each one, but something that really hit me was this last one of recognition. How often do I think to myself, oh, it just would have been nice then to be just appreciated a bit more. I really, put a, I really put a big effort in there and I just thought I was going to just receive a bit more recognition. And the fact is, all that that is doing is making me focus and fixate on myself. That that is the influence of the kingdom of this world. 
And when we think about it, there is so much hurt and pain in this world and there is so much love and compassion that can be on offer and yet I spend most of my days focusing on myself. When you, when you think about it, you get to a stage where you go, I'm actually sick of living my life for myself. Trying to gain recognition, trying to feel comfort through pleasure, trying to look successful and not look weak. What used to happen quite often um, through my childhood years, um, and it was something that I did not like, was um, I would uh, tell a story in front of a group of people, whether it was my family, friends, whoever, and I'd tell this big elaborate story and people would be on the edge of their seat like you're doing right now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you're not actually. Half of you are asleep. No, that's also a joke. Um, and, and I'd tell these stories and I'd tell most of it. And my brother would charm in just almost at the end and he would say to everyone, everyone, I just want to let you know, pretty much that whole story was made up or exaggerated. So none of that really happened. And it would kill me. But the hard part was he was right. <laughs> he would often say, okay, I reckon if I was to look at this as a percentage, I reckon 25% of what Ty just said was probably true. And it would be the most crushing thing. You've just told this story and then everyone just looks at you like, why? Why did you feel the need to do that? But if I was to be completely honest with you, what, what, was, what was the reason for that? And it was too tweak a story or exaggerate a story or to actually give this picture of me being successful of me and don't get me wrong there's times where we you know tell stories for fun and and different things like that but if I'm being honest there was time and time again of telling a story to genuinely boast or try to look good and living our life of just constantly wanting to build our own kingdom like we need to get to a stage where we go, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of living my life like this every day, living for myself. And I think we've all experienced maybe something that should, um, that the world would say that is the top. Like that, that is going to give you what you have been craving. And whether that's in power, comfort, success or recognition. These are just categories, but, but I just think it's helpful to think through. Like, it, we need to realize, and I think we could all relate, that it's an empty life, that we are constantly feeling dissatisfied when we are living to fulfill our own kingdom, the kingdom of this world. I think we've experienced those times of, of sharing our achievements with people and then afterwards thinking, I really only did that to boast and try to look good in front of a group of people. And now I just, you just think, why? Why, do I, why am I doing this? Maybe for you finally going on that holiday, that's the epitome of, of, of I'm finally going to have this comfort. And then you have it and you think, oh man, I'm, I'm just ready for another one. Or if only we had had an extra week. Or, and it, we're constantly being let down whether it's buying that home, whether it's um, telling someone that we're, we're doing fine, we're doing okay, when we know that we're actually really struggling. Maybe it's just speaking our mind to someone, really giving it to them, and then afterwards being like, what did, what did that achieve? If I was to think about it, the kingdom of this earth 
the kingdom of evil, causes us to focus so much on ourselves that we forget about God and others. If we were to be so honest with each other, even today, how did our day look? Was it just to live just to please the, the things that we wanted to do? And I think if, if we were to reflect the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of evil, it, it never actually produces life. It promises so much and leaves us empty. And if we're being honest, how many of us tonight are actually feeling exhausted, overwhelmed and dissatisfied from living for ourselves, Hoping, okay, next week it's going to be better. It's not. So I do believe in in the way that we go to seek the kingdom of God, how we do that, we have to come to the end of ourself to experience and know the kingdom of God. In Matthew 10, 39, whoever finds their life will lose it and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Are you willing to give up the pursuit of the kingdom of this earth, the kingdom of ourself, to seek the kingdom of God? Are you willing to give up wanting to find power for yourself or gain power over other people? Are you willing to give up the constant pursuit of comfort? Are you willing to give up the drive for success and the desire of recognition? And I can honestly say in my life, and I know that God is sharing more and more of this, but I can honestly say that as I reflected on this this week, I thought, man, I am sick of that. I am sick of living for myself. Why? Because I've done it and it leads to nothing. If I was to summarize the kingdom of this world, emptiness, selfishness, and dissatisfaction. So now I want us to look at the kingdom of God. And tonight I could describe so many different things of the kingdom of God. But what I really want tonight is I want to point us to the king of the kingdom of God, and that is Jesus Christ. And that is, that is what I want tonight. I want you to see Jesus, and I want you to pursue Jesus, and Jesus, King Jesus, will show you and reveal His kingdom to you. But if I was just to read a little bit of it, we, we, we read all through in the New Testament, in, in the Gospels, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, where Jesus is describing His kingdom. And can I just say, it is so opposite to how we would live our life. It is so opposite to how the world would tell us to live our life. But it is so beautiful. Let me read some of it to you right now. In Luke 6, 20 to 26, looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you or reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven, for that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. In that part there, woe, in the part there that says, woe to you who laugh, the the translation there for laugh 
is gloat. Woe to you who gloat now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when every spit woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. There is so much to know and understand of the kingdom of God. But really, it's the opposite of the kingdom of this world. So why? Why do we want to live in the kingdom of God? And why do we want to have the kingdom of God in us? Because we know, if we're being honest, the kingdom of earth leads to nothing. We know that there must be more. And we want to know our king because we can. We want to know our King Jesus. We want to experience new life, life to the full. The gospel doesn't just free you from what other people think of you. It frees you from what you think of yourself. As I was reflecting on this, it was something that I thought about. For, for, and many of you would know this, but for a lot of my life, really most of my life, I have got very, very nervous for public speaking, for any competitive sport, anything like that. And the whole week leading up to anything, it would just wreck me. It really would. And I want to say tonight as I came to speak in front of a large group of people, I was excited because God has revealed to me that I don't need to be thinking about myself and trying to grow my own kingdom. When I, when I, when I was nervous, I'd be thinking about what are people going to think of me? Are people going to think I'm engaging? Will people, will people think I'm funny? Will I, will I be awkward? Will I? And I was so focused on myself. But tonight, as by God's grace, as I come to share with you tonight, God has revealed to me that tonight's not about me. I get to share the Word of God with a group of people, and that is the most exciting thing. And I see, that just in that, that when my life is not about myself, but it's about my King Jesus and how He wants to show His love to His children, how different is that? That is a very, very different life. And I'm experiencing this new life. I think something that's so important to really focus on Jesus and surrender to King Jesus and live in the kingdom of God is we need to trust God. We need to trust our King. I think something that's so key is this truth in John 10.10. 10. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and life to the full. King Jesus has life and life to full. So are we willing to leave the kingdom of this world aside and say, I'm coming after you, Jesus. I'm following you. I want to read to you what the kingdom of God looks like. Jesus describes it. This is just one of the things that he describes. But I want you to reflect right now on this is, this is our king. This is our king speaking to us. This is in Matthew 6. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, about your body, what you will wear, for life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than the birds. Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? 
Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendour was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grasses field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you little of faith? And do not set your hearts on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world, the kingdom of this world, runs after such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and all these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. That is our king telling us that we do not need to worry. And why? Because he knows what we need. If, if we say that King Jesus is still alive and King Jesus has defeated death and he has told us in his words that he is going to look after us, isn't that true freedom? That is amazing. And what king would call us his children and refer to him to us as our father. Our king is our father. And Jesus goes on, and, and this is what the kingdom of God looks like. He goes on and says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. How different is that to the kingdom of this world? The kingdom of this world says, hold on to everything. The kingdom of God says, give, give, because I'm providing. I know what you need As we go into more of this, we just see the beauty of the kingdom of God. In Romans 8, in verse 17, Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His suffering in order that we may also share in His glory. It is hard to give up the kingdom of this world. It is hard. It is very different. But let's remember what is the kingdom of this earth? What does it have to offer? What does it cause? What causes in our own life? Stress, anxiety, fear, doubt, busyness, unrest. The kingdom of God is a life of provision. Trust, not worrying, experiencing Jesus as our King. And as I prepared this message this week, I really wanted to look at how does this look practically? This message that I'm giving, am I living this out? What does this look like? And it was so interesting waking up every day thinking, am I going to try to build my kingdom or am I living to serve King Jesus and learn more about Him and the life that He has on offer? And that is a very, very different way to live our life. And more recently, I've, I've actually seen that, that Jesus um, truly will provide and, and that's what's amazing about being a part of a community of believers because we share with one another the goodness of God. And in my own life, I, I realised I can actually trust God in everything. But how does this look playing out? This is going to sound quite strange, but one thing for me more recently was I went to buy some new shirts and I jumped online and I felt God just say to me, Tyrone, I am your heavenly father. I am your king. I will provide that for you. And I thought this, I don't know if this feels a bit different. It felt different. And I listened to that voice and I said, okay, God, I won't buy any shirts. 
And one of my best mates um, enjoyed one of the gifts of life, food, and he enjoys it quite a lot. And he came to me and said, mate, I no longer fit most of my shirts. Would you like to have some of them? And although that sounds funny, it was the provision of God. There I was thinking, this is a strange situation. How this happened, I don't know. But there I received all these new shirts. And then one of my other mates had been enjoying the gym a little bit too much and put on way too much muscle. And he came to me and he said, Ty, I really think I can't fit into these shirts, but I know that you will fit into this extra small shirt. So would you like it? And I thought, yes, I would like that. No, but seriously, I went to buy these shirts and God said, do you not think I can just provide you with clothes? And he has. More recently as well, um, as Shah and I are about to get married, I was thinking through, um, oh, where are we going to live? And, and I have seriously done the whole circle. I, I was going to buy some land and build a house on that, but then I felt God say, no, don't, don't do that. Just trust me, I will provide for you. And then I left it a little bit and then I thought, okay, well, I need to sort something else out. So then I went and put some offers in for some other places and it didn't work out. And I felt God say, no, I will provide for you. Please just trust me. And then I went to sign some contracts for some rent. And in the same way, I felt God say, just stop. I, I will provide for you. I'm your father. And, and I actually, and, and, and it's, it is from the Word of God, I, I felt God say, it is my joy to provide for you. So I finally just said, okay, God, it's taken me a long time, but I'm not going to do anything. And then it was just the other week that I got a text from a family friend and they said, Tyrone, this is super random. Obviously, it wasn't random, but they said, we are going overseas and we're we were wondering if there's any chance you'd be able to look after our house for an extended amount of time. And it was God's provision. I have been in awe of that. I could not have orchestrated that any better. But that's our King. That is our King Jesus. He is alive and He loves us and He wants to look after us. And as we look at Hebrews 4, 16... Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And as we finish up tonight, I want to say that our King, King Jesus, He is alive and He wants to do life with us, provide for us, but we need to surrender to our King, to put aside the kingdom of this world, to seek the kingdom of God. So as I invite the band up and we have a time to respond tonight, when we read in Romans 14, it's talking about Scripture and it says, It was written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. And tonight in this song, as we sing, you reign above it all. Jesus does. And can, can I say this too? In tonight in surrender, let us not do it in a way of um, 
in complaining or finding it this big grudge to do, can I say it is the greatest joy, it is the greatest message to surrender to King Jesus. That our King Jesus has conquered death. He is alive and He wants to, it gives Him great joy to give us His kingdom. (laughs) That is exciting. That really is. So tonight in our response, I encourage you, as Scripture says, let's kneel before our King. In this response, I encourage you to come down if you are able and kneel. And those that are online, I encourage you where you're at, whether you're in your living room, whether you're in your room, wherever you are, this is a moment between you and God. It is so powerful to surrender to King Jesus because we believe that Jesus is alive and Jesus is with us. So tonight as we worship, let us be in awe of our King because He is with us and He wants to give us the kingdom. So tonight in this song, I encourage you to come down. If you're unable to kneel, this is what I love. King Jesus, He knows us. He knows our heart. And you can, sur- you can kneel before King Jesus in your heart and say, Jesus, I'm kneeling before you right now. And if you're unable to come down the front, feel free to kneel where you are. But as a church community, as a community of believers, let's surrender to King Jesus. He is the greatest King. He reigns above it all. Praise the Lord. And let's do it in joy tonight because our King is alive. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for King Jesus. We thank You that You reign above it all. You are alive. You have conquered death. And You invite us into the Kingdom of God You are pleased. This is what it says in Your Word. You are pleased to give us Your Kingdom. So Lord, tonight as a community, let us bow before You, King Jesus, because You are alive. You are with us right now in Your holy and Your precious Name. Let's stand to our feet and let's worship Him and surrender to King Jesus.
in this attitude of prayer and just worshipping our great King. Revelation 19, it says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And his righteousness, he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on him, which no one knows except himself. His name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following Him on white horses. From His mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it He may strike down the nations, and He will rule them with a rod of iron. And He treads the winepress, the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty. And on His robe and on His thigh, He has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is you, King Jesus. This is the one that we worship and praise and honour tonight. 
This is not a burden to surrender to you. This is not uh, painful to surrender to you. You're mighty and powerful. This is why we come and worship and praise and honour You because You're so worthy. And we know You have our best interest at heart, great God. And we thank You for that. We thank You for that. God, this is what we wanna do with our life, a heart of surrender, a willingness to say, okay, God, lead us and guide us to read Your Word, to know what You're leading us into and then walk in obedience to that, yielded, fully yielded to You, great God, we pray. And as we do that, You will do mighty things in us and through us, great God. And that is our desire. And so Lord, help us. There are times we wanna take back control. There are times where we wanna walk in the kingdom of this world, great God. But Lord, we pray that You'd empower us and help us to look to You, to surrender to You and say, God, forgive me. I need to follow You. God, I I wanna follow You wholeheartedly. And so Father, there's some that they know You've spoken to them tonight and we just pray, Father, forgive us for the times we've looked at this world. We wanna look to You, great God. We wanna surrender to You. In this moment, actually, if you know deep within your heart you need to surrender to Christ, maybe it's the very first time you've ever done it in your life. Maybe you're online. You just know, I need God in my life. Actually, I just wanna lead you an opportunity to do that. You can just pray a simple prayer. God, just you can repeat it after me in your head and in your heart. God, I need You. I surrender right now to You. And I allow You to be Lord of my life right now. Thank You for dying and rising again, overcoming death. Come into my heart right now, in Jesus' Name. Father, I thank You so much for who You are. We love You and we honour You. And we are um, so excited to continue to worship and praise and give You thanks tonight, great God. We love You, Lord, and we just pray these things in Jesus' mighty and precious Name. Amen. Amen. It's been an awesome night already, but it has not over. Um, we're just going to take a moment. Just uh, if you need to go, you're totally welcome to go. Feel absolutely free to do that. If you need to go grab a drink or whatever you want to do, then you're welcome to do that as well. We're just going to take just a few moments to uh, take a break, and then we're going to come back and just worship, continue to worship our great God. And it's an opportunity to worship Him, but an opportunity to receive prayer as well tonight. So you feel free. If you need to go, you can come back in. If you want to go, that's totally fine as well. Uh, But it's been awesome to have you here. Make sure you don't miss out on the Easter services. But again, feel free to hang around. That'd be great too. around. So we're going to join in as an online church in this extended time of worship as well. It's been great just watching the feed and just being a part of that as well and just seeing all the different comments that are coming in. Uh, you can use this as a bit of a time. You can you can chat with Mikey online and just get to know him a little bit more, share a bit of his story um, as well. And there'll be some others that are on there. I think Carly's on there as well. She'd love to be uh, just journeying with you. So use this as a time as an online community. Um, to maybe even pray for each other or put some prayer points in even right now and so we can be actively praying for each other as an online church Um, and then we want to just continue to worship and and just even what Ty was saying it may be in your house Um, 
might be just a beautiful time where you can just come and be still before God and maybe kneel in worship. And I know sometimes that can feel a bit weird in front of a TV or a, you know whatever device you're using. But um, they're things we want to be comfortable with. We want to be able to worship God um, in any position that we're in at the moment as well. So make sure you, you stick around. Make sure you, you're on those comments and you're interacting with Mikey and the others that are on there. We'd love to be praying for you. I want to read some scripture. Uh, in a moment, um, you'll just see a live feed and it'll just be watching the, screen, uh, watching the, the main stage and the team getting ready to do some worship. Um, as well, but I want to read Hebrews 4, uh, verse 14 and through, and this is what uh, Pastor Tyed mentioned. And it's one of my favorite passages, and it's, it's critical for me, even when I'm preparing to worship lead, uh, because this is what it talks about. It says this So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, that's Jesus, Jesus the Son of God, well, let us hold firmly to what we believe. What do we believe? We believe we've been saved by the grace and blood of Jesus Christ. And this is what we're celebrating coming into Easter, aren't we? We're celebrating that we couldn't do it. We couldn't save ourselves. But God, in His love and mercy, while we were still sinners, sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross. And Jesus didn't just stay on the cross, but He rose again victorious to say that He is God and that He can conquer death and therefore He can deal with our sin. So this is what it means. We've been saved by grace into a relationship with God in part of the family of God. And so that's what it says. It says, let us hold firmly to what we believe and all the promises that we have in Him. And it says, the high priest of who understands our weaknesses. He understands what you're struggling with. I, I read some of the comments and I could see the things that a people are struggling with. I want to say, that in this we are all weak, but in Christ we are made strong. And the high priest understands your weaknesses tonight and in through your life. For he faced the same testings that we do, yet he did not sin. And this is what verse 16 says. And this is what I want to encourage you with as we go to this time of worship. So therefore, knowing that we're saved by grace, and that we have a God, a high priest who understands our weakness, well, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, because it's there we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. I don't know if you've ever realised that, but God, in through Jesus, we have a relationship with God. We have the freedom not just to come and ask things of God, but God is inviting us to come into His throne room and not just to walk in timidly. He says, run in boldly. Why is that? Because He has saved us and He has forgiven our sin and this has nothing to do with our good works. It has everything to do with what He did on the cross. Does that not bring freedom for you tonight? Does that not bring a freedom of saying, hey, it's, it's, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. It takes those pains or that, that weight off of saying, well, I've got to get myself sorted before I come to Jesus. No, no, that's not the gospel. The gospel says you come with your brokenness, with your weakness and let Him deal with the heart. And so tonight I want to invite you to come boldly into His presence with all your brokenness, with all your struggles, with all your weaknesses, with all your doubts, with all your fears. 
and bring your praise to Him and bring your prayers to Him and bring everything. And let's lay it at the feet of Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, this is my life. It's Yours. Now do what You want. And I want to praise You and honour You. And so that's what we're going to do just in a few moments. We'll go to just a bit of a live stream. You'll see the team just there ready to getting prepared. But I want to pray for us as an online church as we lead in that time. Jesus, I want to thank You for Your love for us. I want to thank You that You love each person that's online right now. Lord God, You know exactly what they're going through. You know their ups, their downs, what they're struggling with, their fears. But Lord, we heard tonight that You are a God who can be trusted because You are the only God and You're the only living God. And Father, tonight we can come boldly into Your throne room like a child running into the arms of their dad. And Lord, we can bring our requests. We can bring all these things before You. But Lord, what we want to do is press in and give You praise and honour because we have been saved by grace. And now we have an unhindered relationship with You, great God. And so I want to pray just even as the online uh, community now just even interacts with each other, puts up prayer points. Lord, I pray that the community will grow, which will love each other and pray for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Stick around and uh, you'll, you'll see a, just a shot of the stage and the team getting ready. So don't, make sure you don't go away and then we're going to enter into a time of worship as a church. God bless. Okay. We're going to worship our great God. Feel free to jump up on your feet. Yeah, well, there's a moment right there. Jump up on your feet. Now, like I said, uh, if you need to go or anything like that, you're so welcome to go. I feel totally free about that. But we just wanted to, uh, we just wanted to spend a little bit extra time tonight, and particularly as well as we lead in only a week out now uh, from our uh, Easter services, just an opportunity to pray, to seek Him, to worship Him. Um, but tonight as well, you feel totally free if there's. You know, if, you, if you're worshipping through these songs that uh, we're going to do now and you just feel prompted to, to go and pray for someone, you're welcome to do that. Feel totally free to do that. If you want to come down the front as well and just receive prayer, we would love you to do that. It's really important. That's part of it as well. It's just a time to worship, to seek Him. Uh, so you can come down at any stage and just seek God and we'd love to pray for you. Um, so feel free to do that. Um, but yeah, what an opportunity just to worship our great God tonight. I want to read a Scripture because... It's all about Him. It's not about us. It's all about Him. And we want to honour Him. And I just want to uh, set our hearts right from the outset. There's a Scripture in Luke 2. Actually, it's funny because we would probably normally share this around uh, Christmas time, but I was just uh, struck by it again today. And uh, it says that there were shepherds living out in the fields near, uh, nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified, understandably. But I love this, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This is the very, uh, this is Christ that we worship and praise and honour tonight. And we're just gonna take an opportunity to do that. So as we reflect, as we worship this great God, you feel totally free in this moment to respond to Him, to worship Him, to praise Him, to pray and to seek Him, uh, because it's all about Him tonight. Father, 
uh, we magnify You. We glorify You, great God. And in this time, we just pray that You would be lifted high, that You would be honoured, that You'd be glorified tonight, great God. It's not about us, it's about You. And we just wanna seek You. We wanna seek You, great God. Thank You that You promised those who see it, those that hunger and thirst after You will be filled, will come Holy Spirit. Come and meet with us tonight, great God. Uh, we, we, we we're open to You and we wanna hear from You, great God. So we pray these things in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen, amen. Sing His praise aloud. Sing His praise aloud. 
Christ is risen. 
precious blood of Jesus. Let's sing that bridge again. What a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't he? So wonderful, Jesus. Hallelujah. Christ is risen.
again.
powerful and mighty and we're not far away now outside of our Easter services. And I just want to take a moment in this time as we worship and seek Him in this attitude of seeking Him and praying and uh, worshipping Him just to pray, to just take a moment to pray. One of the things I'd love you to pray for, and you can just do this in your head and in your heart, just in this moment. Uh, but what I, one of the things I'd love you to pray for is just for our Easter services. Uh, just um, for the Thursday night, for the Friday morning, those Good Friday services that ultimately that people's hearts would just be impacted. Um, that the Holy Spirit would just come in such a way that would just move so sovereignly in people's hearts that some may even come that feeling like, oh, I don't even, maybe feeling dragged along, but they would walk in feeling like I don't wanna be here, but walk out with the Lord and Saviour. Jesus is Lord and Saviour of their life. So we wanna pray for that. That's ultimately a heart, isn't it? God loves every single person. And He wants to be in relationship with every single person. I just pray, I just ask that you take this moment just to pray for those services and pray for the prodigals as well. Pray for those that have maybe walked away and said, I don't wanna borrow it anymore, but a friend, you, you are gonna invite them and they're gonna be here or they're gonna wind up here. They don't even know how, but I just pray that God would move so sovereignly in their hearts. So why don't we just take a moment to do that? Just ask the Holy Spirit to have His way in those Thursday, Friday morning services and then Sunday as well, that He would have His way. Why don't you do that now in your head and in your heart? Or if you wanna turn to a person beside you, you can pray to the person beside you, but let's take a moment to pray for those services. you've heard every single prayer. I was reminded that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I'm convinced you're a faithful God. There's some here that are longing to see their, their brother or sister or auntie or uncle or, or a close friend in their life. They'd love to see them be here this Thursday and Friday. And we just commit and just pray for, uh, for those uh, here that just this heart is longing for that person to be here. We just lift that person up, great God. We just surrender that before You and say, God, just, just please, Lord, please, just work so sovereignly through those services. Just pierce people's hearts. As I often love to pray and talk to You about God, it's not wise or persuasive words, a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And that's what we're longing for, a demonstration of the Spirit's power. That's what we desire, great God. You are work in and through people's lives. And we just pray many might respond this, this very Thursday night and Friday, Father God, this very weekend, that many might respond to You knowing deep within their soul and deep within their heart that they need You, great God. And it's true, we desperately need You, Father. And in this moment of prayer, I wanna just ask You to just to pray for one more thing. Felt prompted to pray for. Just wanna invite You to pray for the local church. 
throughout this nation and maybe beyond, but certainly throughout this nation, the local church, not just our church, but God's church. It's God's church. Just sense there's an attack against the church that the enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy. But God wants to use His church to build the Kingdom of God. And I want you to pray, maybe just for this Easter, but beyond that as well, I pray that, uh, I ask that you would pray for the local church throughout this entire nation, that every single church would see and encounter the living God, that every single church, that the Holy Spirit would be so present and working so powerful. Well, I want you to pray for the leaders of every single church and any person in authority that you just uplift those people, that you'd pray for them. I want you to pray that God might revive His local church, that He might revive us, that we'd see an awakening of Him throughout our nation, that again, that we'd be called the great South land of the Holy Spirit, that His church would just be reigning, moving so sovereignly through communities. And so in this moment, I just invite you to pray, pray for God's church. Pray for the church throughout the nation. Why don't you do that now? Just in your head and in your heart, pray. And I just pray that as your church is not just gathered together, that yes, we'd experience and and encounter the presence of your Holy Spirit, but then your church scattered as well. That as it moves and as you've placed and called your church in all sorts of different spheres of influence, Father God, that you'd use your church to impact the lives around us, Father God. And we just pray and we thank you that your church is the uh, the hope of the world, uh, that it's your vehicle into the world. And you wanna move so sovereignly through your church. And we pray for a church that's been built up and raised up and many encountering and, and church has been flooded, flooded full of people coming in to experience and encounter You, great God. And so we thank You, Lord Jesus. We pray, Father God, that You might revive our hearts and You might awaken us, that Your church uh, would be alive more than ever before, Father God, in this nation, great God, we really do pray. And of course, we don't forget about Your church globally. We think of the underground churches. We think of the the persecuted church, great God. We pray for the power, Your power to to rule and reign, Father God, to just be, be working in people's hearts. We really do ask, Father God. And so Lord, we need You. We acknowledge that. We need You desperately, Lord. And we just want You to come. We desire You. We desire You, Father God. And so Lord, we just worship You again. We praise You again. And we pray, Father God, come in power. Come in power. In Jesus' Name, we pray, Father God.
That's true. What a powerful, what a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus above every other name, above every other name. We pray, God, we pray this weekend that people would say, yes, that's the name I wanna serve. That's the King I wanna serve. Not the, not the Kingdom of this world, the Kingdom of Heaven. That's, that's what I wanna give my life to, great God. We pray. I, I just, Lord, I pray this, I pray this before, but I just wanna pray it again, Lord. There's some I pray that this weekend will come in and uh, won't, won't have anything, won't even want anything to do with you, but they'll walk out of here saying, Jesus is King of my life. I really pray that this is our heart and our desire, great God. And so come Holy Spirit. And we pray that we pray that that'll be happening every weekend, not just this weekend, every single weekend, every single weekend. People just encountering you and saying, I need, I need a change. I need a transformation. I need a heart renovation. And it only can be found in King Jesus. Oh Lord, we cry out to You. We honour You. God, we wanna keep praying and seeking You this week and with our lives every single day, every single day. You're the only one. Help us to number our days, Lord. Help us to number our days. Our life is short. Your Word says it's a vapour. And that's how we wanna live, numbering our days, knowing, hey, we've only got a limited time here, Lord, before we come home to You. So help us get a real perspective in our minds, we ask. What a privilege to worship You tonight, great God. We love You and we honour You in Jesus' mighty Name. Amen. Amen. What an awesome night. We should do this again, eh? Don't you reckon? Uh, praise God. So good that uh, you can hang around and worship, but we definitely will do it again because uh, we just want to keep seeking God. He's amazing. God bless you. Uh, may He use you this week, whatever you're doing. What's that? Do I hear something? No? Sorry, I thought I heard one more song. No, nah, no worries. Uh, but... Uh, God bless, have an awesome week and uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Oh no, if you want prayer though, definitely keep praying or pray for one another or come down. We'd love to pray for you. Have a great week.